0: I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney Parks and Resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Hannah Bryan about her wedding at the Wedding Pavilion with a reception at the Grand Floridian Ballroom. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she and her fiance decided they wanted to have their wedding at Disney and how they planned everything and how it all turned out. So, welcome, Hannah. Hi, Lair. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney.
1: We are both the second children of our family, and we're like the last ones. And with us both being almost 30, we have been to so many other weddings because we're both from Louisiana. And we wanted to do something different. And me, obviously, I was a little bit more of a push for Disney. We just always grew up going to Disney World. And I mean, the sing-alongs that I grew up with were the Disneyland sing-along cassette where they filmed everything in California, and it was like live action. And even when I graduated college, uh, my parents were, they rewarded my sister and I with a trip of our choosing. And at 21 years old, I was like, I want to go to Disney. So it's kind of been on the forefront of my mind for as long as I can remember. And when my mom and I finally started looking at the logistics of everything, we were like, oh, wow, this is actually, you know, pretty doable. So it just kind of landed there.
0: So it sounds like your family was not surprised about the wedding location. How did his friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be?
1: His mom laughed. (laughs) When I told her the first time, I don't think she thought I was serious (laughs) until we flew to meet the wedding coordinator, which would have been January of not this past year, but the year before that, right before COVID. And we were pretty adamant about, you know, Disney being the place. And then they were like, oh, okay. But I, Chris also... He likes to do things a little differently than all of his friends, so I can't say that everyone was 100% surprised by it. Now,
0: how many guests did you invite, and how many were able to make the trip?
1: We invited about 63 people. One thing that we had discussed at nauseum was that we wanted a smaller wedding, since it was going to be technically a destination wedding for all of our family, and we just wanted, you know, close friends, uh, which worked out perfect because, I mean, COVID restrictions were still in place. But we invited about 63, 64, I think, and 50 ended up being able to make it. Wow, that's a pretty good
0: turnout considering, you know, how difficult it is still to travel with COVID and everything. Mm-hmm. Did
1: you set up a room block for your guests? We certainly did. We had the three different resorts, one of which was the Contemporary, which was where I stayed before and like the night after the wedding. And then we had some rooms at the Pop Century, the aerial section over at Pop Century, and then, which is where I think a majority of the people stayed, and then the Caribbean Beach, which is where Chris's family stayed. And how did you choose the contemporary for your state? So before and again, as we were kind of all doing this, our mentality was, well, COVID's not going to be a thing anymore and it'll everything is going to be fine. We picked the contemporary because we had looked at all the different rooms and to see which, which resort had the most amount of room that was like in space in there so we could get ready. And when I say that, I mean like all my bridesmaids, which is kind of interesting as well. I quote unquote bridesmaids, but we kind of had two adjoining rooms and in the contemporary they had, I mean, the rooms are very, very big and they had these really big desks, which is where we kind of laid out all of the breakfast food and some uh, champagne and orange juice and stuff for everybody to kind of you know, snack on and stuff while we were getting ready. And then with the COVID restrictions, we weren't allowed to get ready in the hotel rooms and have our makeup done there and everything. But we were allowed to use one of the contemporaries ballrooms as a getting ready room, which was where all of the hair and makeup was done.
0: Got it. Okay. Now, how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your wedding?
1: I would have to say we, first of all, price, obviously. And then second of all, we kind of juggled between Saturday and Friday. And we picked Friday that way people could still enjoy Saturday and like have a day to go to the park or do whatever they want to do. In our case, all of our friends and some, most of our family drank around the world at Epcot on Saturday after the wedding which was kind of nice because we had that time together instead of, you know, with the, with the COVID restrictions. I mean, we all could, I mean, it was, it still ended up being wonderful, but, and even better than I anticipated it being with, you know, being able to hang out with everyone and all that kind of stuff. But just in case that we didn't have that time with all of our friends on Friday, I wanted to make sure that Saturday we would have time to all hang out together. I see. Okay.
0: Now, how did you choose your ceremony and reception venues?
1: Ceremony, we always were pretty set on the wedding pavilion. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's absolutely gorgeous. And it barely needs any, you know, additional decoration. I feel like, I mean, just that within itself is absolutely stunning. And it's just, it's, it's magical. And even the music that they play outside, all the hidden Mickeys, I mean, everything is just, it just gives me chills just thinking about it. And then we kind of wanted to use one of the ballrooms at the Grand Floridian just to keep everything kind of in the same place. But we kind of went and looked at other places like the Contemporaries Ballroom and a few other places, but the Grand Floridian They actually had a wedding there the day that we looked at it, and it kind of sold itself, honestly. Mm -hmm. And Chris and I, we did a dessert party for everyone that was able to attend, and it was kind of like our gift to all of our guests at the end of the night. Kind of like a thank you for coming, including like my parents and everybody.
0: I would love to talk about the dessert party. How did you choose that location in France? And how did you decide to bring in the glow furniture, which looked really cool?
1: Once we started talking logistics with the florist and all of that, we pretty much kind of knew that fireworks weren't going to happen. So even though I was kind of sad about it, um, I thought to myself, well, I mean, if we're not going to have fireworks, then I'll have some light up tables. Because I I can't remember if I, where I saw it at, I think it might have been your book, that that was an option. And so then I just kind of like dove in and did my own research and then asked her and Miss Rose was kind enough to, you know, give us a pricing and explain that there's like more different colors, you know, and you can pick all these different colors and everything. And we just kind of went with that, which I mean, it, it ended up being beautiful down there. And as far as as France goes, I don't think that was our original option that we wanted to go with. But with the, at the time, the amount of people that we had wasn't going to be able to fit, which I don't even remember. I think it was somewhere in Italy that we kind of anticipated having that. But looking back at, on everything, I mean, the location was perfect. Everything worked out amazingly.
0: That's so great. Did you add a ride mix in for your guests?
1: I did not. We, I thought about it, but with having everything starting so early that day, the, everyone was so exhausted by 10 o'clock. People were, they were ready to go home. And I, that, the little one, my niece was passed out in my brother-in-law's arms, and we had some dead soldiers there. So I'm, I'm kind of glad now, since our day was so long, that we didn't go that route. I see. Okay. So
0: for your wedding, did you use any outside vendors?
1: I did not. With the COVID restrictions and everything, that was one thing that they, they told us, you know, right now they're not really allowing a lot of outside vendors. I don't think any outside vendors, actually. I mean, again, the restrictions change all the time. And I think they're, I mean, they're continually changing. So for our wedding, we could not bring a guest book. And I couldn't contribute any decorations or anything like that. Everything had to come through Disney, which, again, it ended up being amazing. But there was a few things that we could bring. And I think one of those things was the unity candles. We were able to bring ourselves. But I think that pretty much wrapped up the only things that we could bring out from the outside. We did use an outside vendor for photography and videography. I actually did videography from Regina Heyman. She was absolutely phenomenal. I can't thank her enough. But when we were kind of looking and going through everything and weighing our options, one of the things that I looked at and just kind of thought about for a while was how important Photography was and videography. And then we looked at the pricing for Disney's photography versus, you know, an outside vendor. And I just, for some reason, was drawn to her work. And also the fact that she could do videography as well was a huge plus. The ones that we've gotten back so far are absolutely stunning. I mean, she was so easy to work with. She made everybody feel so comfortable, so sweet. And by, I mean, Chris and I, by any means, we're not models at all. But, I mean, she made us feel like we were.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, how did you choose your officiant?
1: So this is also one of those, it's a small world after all moments. (laughs) In Louisiana, Glenn Ferguson, who is one of the people from Sensational Ceremonies, he actually is from my hometown in Louisiana. So the fact that we picked Disney and then when, you know, we went to church who his parents go to the same church that my parents go to and they were talking with each other and they, they were like, oh, my gosh, well, you know, Glenn, that's what he does. And we were like, oh, my gosh, no, we did not know that. And so it was it was so cool. And obviously, you know, it's a small world. But we were like, well, we have to have him officiate our wedding. So that was really special and, and and very neat. And I know he was excited to be a part of it as well. That's wonderful.
0: Did you have any kind of entertainment at the reception?
1: We had a DJ. He did a phenomenal job. I don't think, and I, I didn't really want a band from the beginning. I always kind of was leaning towards a DJ and... Working with him, he definitely exceeded my expectations. I mean, this was not your junior high school prom, you know. I mean, he it was like a, another level. Just the uh, him announcing everyone's names and just kind of being the, the, the party starter, he did a fantastic job.
0: Who was your DJ?
1: I am drawing a blank on his name. Is it J.W.E. Yes, yes, that's exactly who it is.
0: <laughs> the, the description sounded like him. <laughs> oh yes. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors you can recommend from your reception or your dessert party?
1: Yes, actually, I don't know if there are other people out there who I know there there are a lot of other people out there with probably my issue that I kind of, which I wouldn't even say it was an issue because Disney did such a good job with accommodating everybody. But for a wedding of only about 50 people, we had, you know, a few food allergy people. My mother, she gets very sick if she has gluten. So we had to have gluten-free items for her. My best friend has celiac disease. So we had to watch, you know, everything for her. And then Chris's best friend has a casein allergy, and casein is a protein found in cow milk, just cow milk. He can have goat milk. He can have any other kind of milk, but specifically cow milk he can't have, which, I mean, if you would think that's kind of would be hard to juggle, you know, food options and stuff for you know, you're cutting out milk and gluten. But I mean, Disney did such a good job. Oh, and then I had one vegetarian friend. But I will say they even made vegan like cupcakes, specifically for our friend with the casein allergy. And he was even able to eat the cupcakes like dessert. And he, I mean, I'll never forget when they handed it to him and he looked at it and he was like, oh, I can't have this. And they said, no, it's it's vegan. There's no milk in it. And he, the the he just lit up like a Christmas tree. Like, oh my gosh, are you serious? For me, I can, <laughs> wow. And we didn't even know they were doing that, which was an added plus. Also, we had, I think, some... The truffle mac and cheese, which is phenomenal. I mean, people, I think the truffle lobster mac and cheese, people still talk about that. And they brought my mom and Stephanie their own little portion with gluten-free pasta. And they were also able to enjoy it. They set their food aside and they had their own little separate takes on what we were having. We did have a, we decided to have a sit down formal dinner which I'm kind of glad that we did. It just kind of gave us a second to take a breather before we got out there and started cutting a rug. But the cake as well, I think Chris and I's favorite option that we tried because we did do the cake tasting. We picked it up from the Grand Floridian on Valentine's day. Actually, Uh, our favorite was the lavender cake with the apricot filling And for people who like sour food, that is definitely the way to go. It was awesome. That was the second layer. The bottom layer was lemon raspberry with white chocolate filling, which is always, that's always a good choice, I feel like. And then the top layer, we were going to make, since it was the smallest, we were going to make it gluten-free because there was only a couple people that, you know, needed uh, gluten-free and we weren't thinking, and we chose the marble with the gray stuff filling. And after we told Miss Pam, my wedding coordinator, that's what we wanted, we realized, oh, no, cookies and cream has cookies in it, which has gluten in it. So I emailed Miss Pam, and I was like, oh, no, I didn't even think about that. You know, Do we need to change a different flavor? And she said, no, the Grand Floridian even made the gray stuff gluten-free. So, I mean, it was, and it tasted amazing. In fact, that we took the rest of the top layer back home with us and that was gone within the few days of us getting back. So <laughs> so can you give me a timeline of how your day fit together? I got up at about ooh, 4.30 because the hair and makeup people got there at 5 a.m. to kind of start setting up and then getting all the bridesmaids ready. And honestly, since we, from the very, very beginning, when we decided that we were going to have a destination wedding, Chris and I both decided that we would just have our siblings stand next to us and not, you know, anybody that could make it, like all of our friends that were able to make it would be in our bridal or groom's party. They just wouldn't be standing beside us. They all wore the same color for me, and they all wore, like, a black suit um, for Chris. And we were able to take pictures with each other, but it ended up working out perfectly because the COVID restrictions at the time were you could only have three people stand beside you at the altar. And so uh, everybody was able to, you know, be a part of that experience, and then I didn't have to go back and, you know, say cut people or do any of the awkward COVID things that I know some have had to do. But, um, those girls, I still, you know, we did all the bridesmaid type things. So they all showed up at five and we all started getting our hair and makeup, um, done. Then I got picked up from the contemporary at 1230. And then we went to directly to the uh, wedding pavilion from there and we waited on Miss Regina. And then we took a bunch of pictures, kind of staged pictures in the bridal suite in front of the pavilion. And then took a bunch of, you know, just a bunch of pictures with the family and then me in the, the pavilion by myself. Then we went to the Grand Floridian and we did the staged carriage, you know, ride around the Grand Floridian. And my father rode with me for that. And when we got done with that, I would say it was probably one fifteen, one thirty. And then I went back into the bridal suite. Chris and his family came and then he took all his pictures and then they after that they swept me away to the Grand Floridian so that I could do my big carriage ride, you know, before before the wedding. And at that time, our guests were showing up because we did provide transportation through Disney to have charter buses go pick up all the guests from the resorts, which most of them were staying at the Caribbean Beach or Pop Century. So it made everything very easy. But I think that also was one thing that our guests raved about was the fact that they didn't have to worry about transportation at all for the entire day. Our ceremony was at 2.30. 2.30 to 3.30 was the ceremony and then everybody kind of stood in front we did some more staged pictures took a bunch of pictures and then like right after 3.30 to 3.45 I guess was that and then at four everybody headed over to the White Hall for the cocktail hour while we took more pictures Chris and I and then our families and stuff and then One thing that people don't tell you, which I'm just going to tell if any of you brides are, you know, considering a ball gown, like a princess ball gown, especially in the hot summer moments, air doesn't flow a whole lot. So I will say I was perspiring a little more than I normally do, which is finding my makeup stayed on and everything still, you know, ended up being great. But just a heads up, I didn't know that. Nobody told me that. Luckily, I did have a second dress to change into at the reception. So when we got over there, they kind of swept us into our own little uh, room so that we could have a snack and then look at the ballroom before everybody else got in there. And we could like take some pictures and, you know, look at all the decorations and stuff. And at that point, I decided to change dresses as well. I think the... our actual receptions started at 4.30, 5 o'clock. People started coming in, and then we did our entrance, and then we ate from, I think, about 5 to 6. And then after that, we did the father-daughter dance, and then Chris danced with his mom. And We danced and shook our groove things and celebrated until about eight o'clock. And then at eight o'clock, we all got on the buses. They transported us all to Epcot where we kind of ended with the dessert party. And I also had a cocktail added in. We chose a chocolate martini to kind of be a dessert cocktail to kind of help end the night. And those were People kept calling them adult yoo so they were very good.
0: <laughs> so when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget?
1: My mom and I, we did a kind of like a, a list of must-haves, and then a list of things I could do without, and then a list of you know, maybes or whatever. Um, And the one thing that I said, well, obviously I have to have is the carriage. So we definitely had the carriage and then photography was another and videography. That was another big thing that we kind of focused our attention on. And I was talking about this with one of my other friends. I think if you have a buffet, maybe the decorations and stuff aren't as like the centerpieces and all of that aren't as memorable. But they definitely are if you're sitting down having a meal and looking at the table. So I kind of wanted to focus on flowers and, you know, centerpiece type stuff just to I mean, I don't everybody's different. And that was one of the things that I wanted to put more effort into. Also, uh, we had a budget and we discussed the budget with Miss Pam when we were talking to her. But. I discussed this with my mom. I was like, I'm just going to mention things that I would like to have. And, you know, if it works out and it's within the budget, that's great. If not, you know, if it doesn't, we can cut it, you know, and we can, you know, because I know I don't have to have these certain things. One of those was a greenery wall behind the sweetheart table um, with these like really pretty paper flowers that they had. Um, another thing that I, you know, it would have been great if I had, but it's okay if I didn't was the, the love seat with a very high back. Mm-hmm. Um, it was white. That was really pretty, you know, it would be great if we had that, but it's okay if we didn't. Um, and then we did the magic mirror photo booth, which everybody loved. Um, I had so many good pictures of everybody and I mean, everybody still has their cut out on their fridge right now. So Those were kind of the things that we looked at. And, uh, I mean, it's funny because everything ended up being within budget somehow. Uh, Mom and I are still kind of shocked that we we made it within budget, but...
0: What aspects then were on that less important list where you saved your money or your effort?
1: I mean, my my dress, it didn't have to be the most expensive, you know, thing. But when I put it on, regardless of, you know, how expensive it was you know if I got the feeling I got the feeling but I didn't you know go above and beyond on that I think we ended up saving money actually by not doing the Disney photography and by going with Regina she was half the cost but again I, I, I love her work so that ended up being a plus plus. and then I guess just, and honest, I know this sounds terrible, but I can't say I didn't think about it. The fact that my sister and his brother were the only ones standing beside us, we saved money on all the floral to have, instead of having 10 bouquets, we only had one. So we definitely saved in that aspect.
0: Yeah, I don't think that sounds terrible. That's one of my top tips for saving money. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes, and we and we did. It. Um also they transported because we had a reception at the Grand Floridian. They were able to transport our flowers that we used during the um actual ceremony and they put those as the centerpieces so we kind of like were able to reuse the um floral from the ceremony to our reception which I know also saved money.
0: That's great. So out of all of this, what ended up being your favorite memory
1: of your wedding day? Oh, goodness, that's a hard one. There were so many. And I, okay, this is going to sound really weird, but I cannot, I'm just stunned at how amazing of a job Disney did with our wedding, just in general. When we first got there, there were three ladies dressed in black. One of them was Miss Pam who love her. She was awesome. Miss Pam and two other ladies that and I wish I can remember their name, but they were kind of with us throughout the entire thing, the especially the ceremony. And I was getting a headache and I remember them going to the gift shop or doing something and they slid a little like some ibuprofen under the door for me. It was just little things like that that they just went above and beyond just to make me feel special and so awesome. And there was one moment I couldn't figure out my bustle. And Chris and I were in our little private room before the reception kind of started. And they were trying to bustle my dress. And they got on their hands and knees and tried to safety pin my dress up so the bustle would look right. And that has just... I mean, the fact that they went out of their way to do that, wow. I mean, they really did everything they could to make us feel special and to make this, you know, to make our day the best day ever. And they definitely succeeded. So I just, I mean, my hat's off to to all of them. And even at the dessert party when I showed up. They, there was somebody, another staff member there waiting on me, you know, hi, you know, they, she introduced herself and she was like, I'm going to be, you know, y'all's coordinator and with you for your dessert party. Um, let me know if you need anything. I mean, it was awesome, but actually now as I'm talking, I'll say probably my favorite, favorite memory is watching all the young girls stare at me in awe. And my niece even said goodbye, princess, when I was leaving. (laughs) So that was pretty neat. (laughs)
0: That's wonderful. Did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected?
1: So there was a minor hitch in our giddy-up, I'll say. We decided not to take our um, park shoot photos the next, the morning after our wedding, because how, going from me waking up at four thirty in the morning to, you know, our, the dessert party ending at 10 at night, we were pretty exhausted and we kind of figured that we would be. And then we knew that we were going to Epcot on Saturday, uh, with all of our friends. So we chose to, uh, do the park shoot on Sunday morning. And usually what they do is they take your bouquet and they refresh it. But since we were going to have a day in between our wedding and um, us actually getting the pictures taken, they had budgeted and they were going to just make Chris a new boutonniere and then me an entirely new bouquet. But something happened and they didn't have my bouquet but it ended up working out great. Ty sent me a picture of two bouquets that they had on standby. And, I mean, they both were they both were beautiful. Nobody's going to know they were artificial flowers, you know. Yeah. I mean, they were absolutely gorgeous. And, I mean, I, we took those dinner pictures. And, you know, I mean, everything ended up working out fine. And that was just, you know, that was the only minor thing and – even then, I mean, it's not, it wasn't that big of a deal and we ended up getting money back. So.
0: Yeah, no, that's a great tip too, because instead of paying to refresh your bouquet or have a whole new one, you can just use one of theirs for free. Mm -hmm. And then was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about, and then it turned out not to be?
1: Yes. Um, Obviously, I think I've already mentioned that their COVID restrictions were pretty, pretty tight, um, at the time. And I'll just, I'll never forget when they told me that there was going to be, you know, several separate dance floors and, you know, all the d- other guidelines and everything. I, my Chris and Chris and I's biggest issue was we just want to make sure that everybody has a good time, you know? Um, and we hated that people were going to fly in like one of my friends, one of my best friends lives in Colorado and then another one of my best friends lives in San Diego, California. And, you know, they're going to fly all the way across the country and they're not even going to get to really hang out with each other. But honestly, um, at the reception, I mean, we still were able to dance together. I mean, obviously we had to be cognizant with our masks and everything, but I mean, we could mingle with each other, you know, and chit chat. It wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't as intense as we thought it was going to be, which was, it was a huge relief. But I mean, again, I, that's why I think everything ended up being better than I anticipated. Everybody had such a good time. Even, even the waiters and stuff, they were I mean, I still have some of my, my best friends talking about, like, how awesome and all the waiters were and everything. So even though I was really nervous about all the COVID stuff, I mean, I, I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it for the world. I mean, our wedding is what it is. It was an amazing day. And, I, you know, Chris and I will tell our grandchildren, you know, we got married during a pandemic. So not only was it an amazing Disney wedding, it was a pandemic Disney wedding, so.
0: <laughs> is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now?
1: Probably tried to get a little more sleep the night before. Mm, <laughs> but, good tip. But um, I I don't think I can, I honestly don't think I can think of anything. I, you just, I think the biggest tip that I can give other people, too, is to just especially with your wedding. It's, it's such a big deal. And I, you know, I know that they're short on wedding planners. I don't know if they still are, but um, they were, you just have to take a big deep breath. And I mean, Chris and I both work in healthcare. And so we know, I mean, we're nurses and we get what it's like to be short staffed. It's not fun, but you know, you just, so I just kept telling myself to take a deep breath. It's Disney. It's going to work out fine. It's going to be it's going to be fine. And you know what? It was better than what I thought it was going to be. So, you know, um, just take a big deep breath, saw, and they're, they're going to put together the wedding of your dreams.
0: That's great advice. Well, Hannah, I think you've offered a lot of great advice and tips for anyone who's interested in having a wedding at Walt Disney World, and I appreciate your taking the time.
1: Oh, no problem. Again, thank you so much for having me. Your book was awesome.
0: <laughs> that's our show for today i'm your host carrie hayward inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the disney wedding podcast in the meantime send your comments questions and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com past shows are available in itunes and on the show site disneyweddingpodcast.com and for instant answers to all your Disney's fairy tale weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com.